0: Welcome to Feel Slovenia, the podcast. I thought I'd take a moment to introduce your host. You see, I host programmes in Slovenia myself, and, like your host, I'm an expat in love with the country. So trust me when I say you're in good hands. Dr Noah Charney is a professor of art history, a best-selling Pulitzer-nominated author, a frequent columnist, speaker, and occasional presenter for television and radio. Now, that's all well and good, but the most important thing is that he's certainly the biggest fan of Slovenia on the planet. I don't know a single Slovenia who's more in love with this place than Noah is. Noah covers Slovenia for the Guardian travel section and is constantly writing about what he has called the world's best country, including in a best-selling book of his, Slovenology, Living and Travelling in the World's Best Country. What does he like so much about Slovenia? Well, we foreigners all tend to fall in love with this small nation, nestled as it is between Venice, Vienna, Zagreb and Budapest, on the sunny side of the Alps. But I'll let Noah explain. Suffice to say, you're in good hands with a presenter who knows Slovenia inside out, in greater depth than most Slovenes, and who has an infectious love for this country. Plus, if you move here after listening to this podcast, Noah claims he'll buy you a beer.
1: Hello, welcome and dobro to Feel Slovenia the podcast. In each episode, we will explore what I have called the world's best country, meeting locals, traveling, eating, and getting to know the very best of Slovenia. This podcast is written and hosted by me, Dr. Noah Charny, and is brought to you by the Slovenian Tourist Board. In this episode, we'll talk about why I've called Slovenia the world's best country. Slovenia, a country of a little more than two million, is nestled between the Alps and the Adriatic, two hours east of Venice, three hours south of Vienna, an hour north of Zagreb, four hours west of Budapest. Once part of Yugoslavia, it has been independent since 1991 and has been a part of the European Union and the Eurozone since 2007. It is a country of stunning natural beauty with an astonishing diversity of terrains, from karst limestone plateaus whipped by the Buria winds to the precipitous snow-capped Alps, from mild beaches to the Pannonian Plains. Its capital, Ljubljana, recalls Zurich in size, affluence, and charm. Like most of the expats I know who live here, I moved to Slovenia for love. But once here, the country itself reveals in myriad ways just how great it is, a much nicer place to settle down with a family, at least in my opinion, than other higher-profile countries in which I've lived, including the United States, England, and Italy. Local media has described me as Slovenia's biggest cheerleader, and there is something to that. I genuinely believe in the subtitle of the book I published, a guide to, quote, living and traveling in the world's best country. Slovenia is unlikely to be at the top of your list if you've never left your own country, but for wise, open, intrepid tourists who have visited the obvious countries and are looking for hidden gems just outside of the busy tourist routes, then Slovenia should be at the top of the list. Just ask some of the experts. The Times of London wrote, Until this year, the Socha Valley in Slovenia's Julian Alps was best known as one of the locations for the Chronicles of Narnia films. But the dramatic, otherworldly beauty of this remote corner of one of Europe's smallest countries looks set to become one of the world's hottest gastronomic destinations. Forbes magazine named Slovenia its top destination for 2021 thanks to leading by example in areas like sustainable tourism. National Geographic recently named Slovenia the world's most sustainable country and its capital Ljubljana is known as Europe's green capital. Already in 2022 Slovenia has continued to find a claim. It's been listed by Lonely Planet as best in travel 2022 and by Condé Traveler among the ten most sustainable destinations for the second consecutive year. The Times of London and The Guardian agreed, the former calling Slovenia's Julian Alps region one of its top ten sustainable destinations, while the latter named Piran among its top 22 sustainable holiday spots for 2022. And Ljubljana was listed by Time magazine as one of the 100 most unique places in the world. There's a lot to love, but where to begin? This podcast and I are here to help. When my wife and I decided to move to Slovenia full time, I embarked on an expansive research project as a way to get to know this new country of mine. I was interested in how it worked, cracking open the shell to see how things functioned here and how life differed, even in subtle ways, from what I was used to, an American who had lived for a number of years in England and Italy. The differences were subtle, Had I married and moved to, say, Cambodia, I would approach the situation expecting everything to be very different. But on the surface, Slovenia looks familiar. It is a safe, clean, beautiful, first-world, central European country. It has an astonishing diversity of terrain and is the third most forest-covered country in Europe. Although Slovenia comprises just 0.004% of the Earth's surface, it is home to more than 1% of all living species, and more than 2% of land and freshwater species. We'll explore the flora and fauna in this podcast, including a foraging expedition, cooking lessons, wildlife spotting, and much more. What distinguishes Slovenia from what I'm used to, and what most visitors I imagine are used to, are the details. For instance, I'd never seen a Daril Navrechka, a gift bag, before I moved here. Americans wrap their gifts in wrapping paper. We also wear whatever shoes we had on outside when we're in our homes. It had never occurred to me to take my shoes off when I entered the house and put on slippers, so patti. Now the benefits of this practical approach are obvious. Today, it would feel dirty and weird to me to wear outdoor shoes inside. But back home, I'd never thought to take them off. Another example. Before I moved here, I'd never seen a double bed with two separate blankets on it. This is genius. No more midnight wrestling matches over who stole the blanket. The world has much to learn from this humble country. When I first decided to move here, I embarked on a series of investigations into a wide variety of corners of Slovene life mostly cultural, in the form of articles that I wrote for magazines and newspapers, both in Slovenia and abroad. I've been delighted to find that these pieces are as interesting for Slovenes as for foreign visitors. They attempt to offer an immersion in an exotic, gorgeous, cozy, welcoming little world, indeed a hidden gem of a country that is as beautiful and easy to live in as any in the world. That tradition will now be continued in this podcast. But enough from me. Curious why other travelers fell so in love with Slovenia that they, like me, decided to move here full-time? I asked a few of my fellow expats for their thoughts on what I call the world's best country. Matthew Charlesworth is an Australian expat who, like me, married a Slovenian and settled here on the sunny side of the Alps. He didn't just settle, he also helped to launch what has become a proper revolution in micro-brewed beers here. He's the founder of the Human Fish Brewery in the town of Vrhnika, as well as a cricket enthusiast and an all-round good guy to share a beer with.
2: Hi, my name is Matthew, I've lived in Slovenia for for 14 years and I'm originally from Australia. I think Slovenia, it may not have uh, massive monuments or an Eiffel Tower or something, but. When visitors come, uh, friends and family come, and I, I speak to them three or four years later, and I say, what do you remember about Slovenia? They say it's the vibe and the, the feeling and the relaxed nature and that sense of discovery of a small winery or a brewery or a prosciutana or, or something where uh, it's not necessarily listed in some guidebook. So I think Slovenia, it has a a wonderful, relaxed atmosphere. It has things to do, but really it's about the opportunity for, well, one more glass of wine on the Lublanica or that just extra cup of coffee down by the coast before you uh, hop in the car and and go and discover something else. Uh, So at the moment, I wouldn't live anywhere else. I think it's great.
1: Andrea Javršuk moved to Slovenia from her native Canada and works as a translator, writer, and communications manager.
3: My name is Andrea Yadzik. I'm originally from Canada, and I moved to Slovenia 20 years ago. So I have now officially been living in Slovenia longer than I lived in Canada, so I'm not sure what that makes me at this point. Um, there are lots of things that I love about Slovenia. I could be here all day. Besides the fantastic food and the beautiful nature, amazing landscapes, um, I think one of my very favorite things is just being able to speak the language, being able to speak Slovene. Because if you, if I'm in Canada, you feel like you're speaking um, a secret code that very few other people know. If you're here, you have this wonderful chance to shock the locals. Um there aren't many people who actually learn to speak Slovene, and so when you do, it makes them very happy. Um, So to anyone who's learning, please, please give it a try. You'll be surprised.
1: Christopher Wurst is an American diplomat who worked at the American Embassy in Slovenia. I'm told that Ljubljana is one of the most sought-after gigs for American diplomats, and I can see why. While Christopher was here, he met Kiara Staric, a professional dancer, and found himself a life partner.
4: My name is Christopher Wurst. I'm an American diplomat who was lucky enough to serve in Slovenia from 2010 to 2013. But during that time, I was even more lucky to meet and fall in love with and, and get married to a Slovenian woman. And so Slovenia is my, my home away from home, and I travel there often. As a photographer, I think of Slovenia in terms of colors and spectacular colors the bright red bougainvillea you find in Kras um, in the springtime, or the bright red bushes that come out later in the summer in the same part of western Slovenia, the bright green vineyards that you find in in both the eastern and western parts of Slovenia. And when you go to Kras, which is my favorite part, uh, the the contrast with the dry yellows and, and oranges, it's very foggy in Slovenia uh between November and and January and it's broken up by the spectacular co- colors and lights at Christmas time especially in Ljubljana but in November and January when it's foggy the street lights have a very orange and hazy quality I love to go to the main cemetery in Ljubljana, Pokopališče um, Jale, especially on November first to see the thousands and tens of tens of thousands of candles uh, brightly burning uh, red in the in the night sky. It's just absolutely gorgeous. The blues. When I think of the Socha River in the, in the western part, um, it, it's called the the Emerald Beauty. It's it's like a turquoise that's indescribable, like no other color of water I've ever seen in my life. And the bright blue sky when you break through the clouds, when you're climbing to the top of Shmarnagora, uh, is some of the, the deepest, richest blue I've ever seen. And then when you get to the top of Shmarnagora, uh, I guess my favorite thing is to uh, sit down and reward myself with a big bowl of Yota, in Alashko, and that's Slovenia, Nestravi.
1: Patricia Sidney Moyer Hubschman is from Illinois in the United States and now lives happily in Radolica, one of the most charming towns in Slovenia.
3: My name is Patricia Hubschman, and I'm originally from the United States. I first came to Slovenia in 2011, and in 2017, we bought a home here. The appeal of Slovenia, for me, can't be measured by its size. You get so much from this small country. It's got breathtakingly beautiful nature, interesting history, delicious locally grown cuisine. But above all, it's the Slovenian people that draw me here. Their honesty, their sincerity, and their commitment to living a quality life, both in their work and in their life.
1: Chris Wary, who also kindly provided the introductory words about me for this podcast, is a British broadcaster and radio presenter who lives in Slovenia and works for Radio SI, which broadcasts in English.
0: Hi, I'm Chris Wherry. I came to this country in 2002, having met my Slovene wife a couple of years before at a seminar in Germany. From the start, it was clear that the country impresses at so many levels. The countryside is so variable, ranging from alpine mountains to flat plains with rolling areas of wine production, and of course the seaside, with my favourite car-free coastal town of Piran. The wines are quite remarkable, with every type and breadth of quality, right up to some of the very best that the world has to offer. The country is clean and very safe, with historic towns and cities which have tastefully modernised to offer a very European feel. On top of the obvious, the one thing that impresses me most is Slovenia's people. In my role as a producer of radio programmes, I have the privilege to meet many of them, and their ingenuity in areas from food production to engineering and medicine is absolutely second to no one. High-quality organic foods, exhaust systems, world-leading electric aircraft, computer automation, medical measurements, surgical techniques, hydroelectric schemes, regenerative human cell therapies, the list is amazing. I love the way I find exciting, innovative, hard-working folk who inspire me every time I talk to someone new.
1: Hans-Peter Kamin is a German expat living in Slovenia for many years. He contacted me after reading my book, Slovenology, and asked if he could translate it into German. The result was a happy collaboration and the release of the German language edition.
0: What fascinates me most about Slovenia is its unique diversity, from the Adriatic coast to the High Alps, from gently rolling vineyards to the Pannonian lowlands, and in between, the incredible green of endless forests, the rivers, the waterfalls, and enchanting lakes, all in just under two hours by car. I really don't know any other country in the world like this. And in addition, the cultural melting point of the Slavics, Germans, Austrians, Romans and Hungarians, which particularly reflects also in Slovenia's cuisine. And to be honest, that's my most favorite point.
1: Mariana Vega is from Sao Paulo, Brazil, and now makes her home in one of the most photogenic places on earth, Bled, Slovenia.
3: My name is Mariana Vega, and I've been living here in Slovenia with my family for two years. We came here once as part of our summer vacations, and we fell in love with the country. We fell so hard that we just decided to stay. And we are very happy with our choice because Slovenia is such a lovely and beautiful country. Everywhere you look at There's a postcard there. I usually tell my friends that you have to try really, really hard to find an ugly place here in Slovenia. And I also love how you can get entertainment and you can get leisure for free any time of the year. So you can go hiking, you can go sightseeing. And this is good for tourists or for expats, for people that chose to be here. And this is just one of the many, many things that I love about Slovenia.
1: Carol Jardine is a Scottish writer, teacher and serial expat, having lived abroad in Turkey and Nicaragua, among other ports of call, before settling in Slovenia.
5: Hello, my name's Carol Jardine and I'm Scottish. I've lived in Ljubljana for four years after living in Scotland, London, Turkey, Southeast Asia and Nicaragua. But the I feel that Slovenia has got a little bit of everything and it's most importantly, it's safe. It's 100% safe. In the winter, I can go skiing within two hours um, to Soriska Planina, Cirkno or Vogel, all sort of medium, small to medium sized resorts with easy to intermediate slopes, excellent for children and for people of, say, a more advanced age. In the summer, I'm just over an hour away from the seaside, Um, although the coast is only about 46 kilometers long. It's very varied, and you can either go to the Italian-type towns of Isola or Piran, or you can go to the more remote area of Strunyan and walk along the pebbly beach and find complete solitude at the far end. After your swim, you can climb the wooden steps up to the top of the cliff and walk through poppy-crusted fields, woodlands, and forest until you get to Isla, and that takes about an hour or an hour and a half. Another delightful thing to do at the seaside is to rent a bike in Koper and cycle through Izola and then through vineyards and fields and delightful countryside to Strinjan, where you can stop off at gostilna and taste the food of Slovenia, which is all homemade and fresh and very, very healthy. And also imbibe the Slovenian wine, which is one of the best things about Slovenia, as it's very, very good and very cheap. So all in all, I think Slovenia has a bit of everything. It's got mountains, sea, and lovely characterful cities and towns, which are like something out of a history book absolutely delightful the people are very friendly and most of them are bilingual and all in all i think it's a little gem in central europe and i think you should visit
1: when it comes to the hit cocktail of sustainability green environment intriguing local cuisine safe, convenient travel, friendly locals, peaceful settings, and precious time with nature, this is the place to be. Over the past years, I've been proud to have become an unofficial ambassador for Slovenian tourism, writing about my adopted country regularly in The Guardian and The Washington Post, in my book Slovenology, Living and Traveling in the World's Best Country, and in its tie-in podcast, and much more. I'm thrilled when I encounter a happy visitor who is encouraged to come by my words. I'll add this podcast to the list. Each episode will bring you to a new location in Slovenia. We'll introduce you both to the place and to some of the unique experiences you can enjoy here, as well as speaking to some of the locals. These will be linked to the Slovenia Unique Experiences, run in conjunction with Slovenia Tourism. Whether you are traveling virtually by listening to this, or use this to plan your next trip in person, you are always welcome in Slovenia. Or, as we say here, dobrodošli. Hvala, and thank you for listening to Feel Slovenia, the podcast. This podcast is sponsored by the Slovenian Tourist Board and was written and presented by Dr. Noah Charney. Please subscribe to get each new episode and tell all of your friends interested in travel and all things Slovenia. If you'd like to learn more, visit slovenia.info. For more inspiration, follow us on our social media channels, Feel Slovenia Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn.